Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Our gospel lesson today comes from Mark 13th chapter, verses 24 through 37. But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard. Be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned tasks, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch. Because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. You may be seated. It's not within our own power to make a fresh start. If we're to have a future different from our past, it must come as a gift. It must come from God. You know, what we need is a God who refuses to be trapped in eternity. A God who not only cares about us, but is willing to show up among us and do something with us here now well good news it turns out that's just the sort of God we got God is on the way God is on the way God is on the way. I know, we just heard scripture that we don't normally hear during Advent, it seems. It seems a little strange. But hold on, 
hold on. God is on the way. Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, God, I thank you for calling us to sacred spaces. I thank you for this time that we can spend reflecting on your word and to, and to hear you speak. And so, God, I ask that the words that I speak would no longer be my own, but that they would be your words for your people. And all this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So today we begin our journey into Advent and also begin this new worship series called Heaven and Earth. Now, now many of you are joining small group studies of the book by Will Williman, and if you haven't signed up for one yet, there is still time. There still is time. We have a, a class that's actually meeting, we talked earlier, right after worship at about 10.30 up in the conference room. Uh, there's also classes on Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. We have classes all over the place, and they're in person, and they're online. So, so you have an, certainly an opportunity to be able to participate in some of these. And so I encourage you to do that. Uh, you can get more information through our website, through our app, as well as at the Navigation Center. And so I encourage you to do that, uh, to get that information, to sign up uh, as we prepare for Advent, as we prepare for Jesus. So let me say one of these things, that, that one of the key points that grabbed my attention before I even read this book, Will Williman said this, and he said it in this video, it is not within our own power to make a fresh start. If we are to have a future different from the past, it must come as a gift, something not of our devising. We need God. No question about it. We need God. This spoke to me, and I wonder if it also speaks to you. Because you see, change, new beginnings, fresh starts, this certainly sounds like what we are experiencing here at Journey of Hope over the past three to four years. Change. Yes, I change chairs around quite a bit, but that's not quite what I'm talking about. A lot of change, a lot of new beginnings, a lot of fresh starts. These changes and fresh starts have been a gift from God. They've been a gift from God. And while we might have, have needed to discern the plan or the path forward, what we did was listen for the Holy Spirit's guidance in all things as we move forward. God has brought us to this point. But guess what? God is not asking us to stay where we are. We are on a journey of hope. And it is a journey that continues today, tomorrow, and into the future. But today, today is the first Sunday of Advent. This is the first season of the church. It's the first season of the church liturgical year. It is a beginning. It is a fresh start. And it comes to us as a gift this is the season in which we prepare for the birth of Jesus Christ, a remembrance of the birth of Jesus, but it is also in preparation for the second coming of Jesus. When Jesus returns, I guess that we could say that we are preparing during the time between Jesus' advents, his birth, and his return. So a little later, we're going to celebrate Holy Communion. And within the liturgy, we find these powerful words, Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. This is the time between. 
That is what we are living in. We know Jesus is going to return. We may not know the exact day or the time, but we know and we trust that he will return. Much of our readings over this past couple of weeks actually pointed to this as we heard about the parable of the talents, the the ten bridesmaids, and even the sheep and the goats. These are all stories that remind us of the time when Jesus will return. That is Advent. That is this season. But I must say, it's not the kind of message we're used to hearing around this time of year. We usually hear messages about a little baby, swaddling clothes, shepherds and angels. We, we should be hearing about Mary and Joseph and even about those incredibly late wise men. Obviously did not have GPS. But our reading today comes from the Gospel of Mark toward the end of Jesus' ministry. How can that be about Advent? How can that be about Christmas? Well, if, if we think of Advent as being the time of preparing for Jesus' return, then we can fully believe this passage has everything to do with our current season. Jesus is warning us that, that things are not going to be easy. They're not. The sun will darken, the, skies will, uh, the stars will fall from the sky, heaven will convulse, and the earth will be no more. These are dark predictions. These actually could frighten some of us, and maybe it is frightening some of you. But yet Jesus tells us to stay awake, be ready, watch, and wait. So how do we wait? Do we actually wait? We live in a, in a world of instant gratification. Uh, some, we had a, I had a conversation with somebody earlier this week. Somebody used to call it the microwave generation. Mm-hmm. Although I, th- I th- truly think we're past that. I think we've gone well past the microwave generation. Credit came. It allowed us to purchase things without having to save for them. Microwaves were invented to cook food faster than ever before. Cars are faster. Computers are faster. The internet is faster. And even when we have to wait, we have technology at our fingertips. Games and books and videos so that we can entertain ourselves without the worry of how long the wait is actually going to be. But there are a few different ways that we can wait. Some of this is just passive waiting, just simply sitting in inactivity, twiddling our thumbs, as we used to say, right? But is this what Jesus is asking us to do? When he says to watch and wait? To just sit, twiddle our thumbs and wait? Probably not. Another way people wait will wait comes around those little devices that we carry around with us everywhere we go. Sometimes we fill up our waiting time with busy work. While this can be trivial things to do at the work or the office, many times this comes through playing games on our phones, watching videos on YouTube, scrolling Facebook or Instagram, or maybe catching up on the latest trends on TikTok. Not sure how many of you, I know some are on TikTok. Uh, Side note, I just recorded my first TikTok. 
So on December 10th, if you're on the United Methodist TikTok page, you're going to see me. So I, I expect a text message from some of you that says, hey, I saw it. We'll see how that works. <laughs> I think, though, I think we need to be actively waiting, active waiting. Now, I realize that I probably just made that up, but hear me out on this active waiting. Waiting in an alert state of mind will be noticing what is happening all around us being in tune with our surroundings. We should be doing this, especially with everything that's going on in our world today. We need to be aware of our surroundings every minute of the day. We need to be actively waiting. We need to be aware of our surroundings, making sure that we notice even the little things which could lead to much bigger things. This way we can also be looking for ways to help. I remember one of the phrases that, that Mr. Rogers would use all the time when talking about disasters and difficult situations. You might remember that he said, look for the helpers. Look for the helpers. When it seems like all is falling apart and you just can't figure out where God is, look for the helpers. In our alert and uh, active waiting, we should be looking for ways to help. We can be, we can be the helpers that Mr. Rogers talks about. In this way, we help to build the kingdom. But we need to know that in order to do that, we need to be working. In the story, it talks about the master of the house waiting at the door, but before, that, before the person left, he said, keep busy. Keep busy. Keep doing all the things that, uh, that you need to do as far as working. We need to work while we wait. This also means that we must work and wait even in the most difficult situations. It might be easy to take a back seat when, when things get a little out of hand, but that's the perfect time to get up and get our hands dirty and help whenever we can. We can spread hope, grace, and love even in the midst of, of wars. We can help by offering peace and hope in health crises cancer diagnosis or illness. We can help those broken by life circumstances, whether that's a relationship, an addiction, or, or a feeling of worry and doubt, or by just being present with them and reminding them of God's love. We can pray. We can be present, and we can offer words of encouragement during times of loss and death. We are called to work. We're called to wait. Psalm 13 gives words to many who struggle. The psalmist writes, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Now you may have experienced a season like this in your life when you've asked questions like this. You might be asking them today. Waiting is never an easy thing to do in these situations. But we are reminded of God's steadfast love. And as the psalmist proclaims, we will trust in that love even if that means we must wait. Meanwhile, in the time between Jesus' birth and return, we wait. Will Williman tells us, what do we do between Advents? We live as if God were to show up among us right now, at any time, day or night, at any place, here or there. We are to keep alert to stay awake, to pay attention, expecting God's presence here, now. Can I ask you a question here this morning? 
Do you expect God's presence? Do you really expect God's presence? Where do you expect God's presence? Maybe it's in worship. During Holy Communion, at a funeral, a wedding, a mission trip. Do you expect God's presence anywhere else? When you came to worship this morning, regardless if you, if you drove to this building or you turned on your computer or your TV to worship online, did you in- expect to encounter God this morning? Did you expect to encounter God? If so, great. If not, why not? Why not? God's presence is with us all the time. Why would we not expect God to make His presence known to us? God is here right now. Jesus is with each and every one of us. The Spirit is surrounding us and encouraging us right in this moment. God is encouraging you. God is giving you something that you desperately need right now. Speaking to your soul. Do you sense the supernatural presence of the triune God in these sacred spaces with you right now? I certainly hope so, because I do. Every chance we get to worship together, I expect God to show up in some way. This is part of our active waiting. You see, we are expectant. We expect more from God, more and more from God, especially as we begin seeing where God shows up. We desire to have more encounters, more grace, more hope, and more love. More love. Once we get a taste, it doesn't take long for it to turn into a craving. And we want as much as we can get. It's like the Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. Yeah, you can't stop. You got it. You want more and more. We no longer want to be just content with the status quo. No more status quo. There is always more with God. This is like changing our thoughts from that thought of scarcity or of not having enough to that of abundance. Believing that God is going to provide everything that we need and more as we live into the kingdom. We are alert This is simply being ready at all times. This can be physically or spiritually ready. We are ready to react, to reach out to anyone in need, or to answer God's call wherever God's call leads. We pay attention. This is different than being alert. See, being alert is a position of readiness. However, paying attention is noticing everything around you, so much so that you begin noticing the sacred in the secular that I talk about quite often. You start to see where God is already at work out in the world. You see it every day. We stay awake. We don't get so comfortable in the way things that they are. We we don't just accept that because this is the way we've always done things, that that's the right way to do them. When we stay in that comfortable zone long enough, we are at risk of falling asleep. Now, I know that if I sit in my recliner, and I could kind of look over at Gary, maybe, and Gary would agree with me, uh, that when I sit in my recliner long enough, I will fall asleep. I will. It is comfortable, and it makes me just drift off into dreamland. 
You see, if we stay comfortable in a comfortable space in our spiritual lives, we will fall asleep spiritually as well. We need to stay awake. There are signs of God's presence everywhere, right here and right now. Are we alert? Are we paying attention? Are we staying awake? And and do we expect to encounter God's presence in our lives? Let me help you out with the answer. The answer is yes. (laughs) Yes, we expect to encounter God's presence in our lives. And we need to stay awake. Our first week of the study has focused on the apocalyptic Jesus, and this is the part of Jesus that we don't talk about much, but I hope that as you get into your small groups that you're going to able, be able to have some of those more in-depth conversations about this particular part of Jesus' ministry. Because Advent is the beginning of anticipating not only the birth of Jesus, but also His return. And this will bring about the apocalyptic vision that Jesus and many others have written about in Scripture. We even have this vision in our liturgy for Holy Communion. When the elements are blessed, I share these words, and I'm going to encourage you to listen for them again. Uh, It says, Until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at His heavenly banquet. This is apocalyptic language. This is talking about the last days. This is the, the new heaven and the new earth that we read about in Revelation. Advent is preparing for the return of Jesus Christ. Are you preparing this Advent? Are you ready for this monumental change that is coming? When Jesus returns, things are going to get shaken up. There will certainly be a whole lot of shaking going on. This vision should shake us up. Are you ready? Will you pray with me? Almighty God, powerful and disturbing God. There are times when when we hear passages that we don't expect to hear in a season. But God, we know there is a reason for that. There's a reason that we are talking about this. God, we know that, that you are asking us to not always be super comfortable. That you are asking us to stay awake, to be alert, to pay attention, and to continue to expect you to show up in all spaces. And so, God, I ask that you would help us to do that. In the midst of celebrating this this sacrament, God, I ask that you would encounter us in a new way. That you would speak to our hearts as we come forward. That you would touch our lives and remind us of this season of Advent. And all this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. But now, go knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen.